Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from Studio A here at the DNVR Bar. And today the A stands for About Damn Time. Mm. And about damn time they changed those overtime rules. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Uh, but first, a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver. MSUDenver.edu slash online where you can scope out all they have to offer. And they have a ton to offer. 750 total classes, 45 plus online and hybrid programs. And if you're looking to work a full-time job while furthering your education... They're the perfect place to do it because MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution. So check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. My boy, Ryan, what is going on? And I thought you were going to say about <clears throat> damn time for Jokic to finally be getting mm. some respect he deserves. Yeah, um, uh, that's actually the only downside is of if Jokic wins MVP again is we have to stop saying that. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's kind of fun to it's play true. that card. It's like, true. Yeah, the disrespect is a fun card to play right, until like you're the back-to-back MVP. Like That's like Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying, no one respects my game. It's like, bud. Yeah, exactly. Except for me, well, no one will be able to, <laughs> No one will be able to say, like, oh, like, we're, like, Denver sports doesn't get the right, respect it right, deserves. Right, exactly. Um, but I did the research this morning. He would be the first ever two-time mvp winner in denver meaning like obviously peyton had a a billion right um, but he only got one in denver man that is wild great little stat there obviously john no john got Uh, one tv got one joe sackett joe sackett got one Um, peter forsberg got one no rockies yes uh larry walker oh yes 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 he got one uh and then that's it right and so it would actually make the Nuggets, who went into last season being the only team in Denver who never had an MVP, tied with all of the other with uh, wow. Broncos and Avs for most MVP. Wow, maybe this is the type of disrespect to respect that Russell Wilson's looking for. Never a single MVP vote. You want to know something funny? Is um, I was looking at my open bets the other day. Okay. Um, actually, I was seeing if I had a Jokic buyout yet. 
And for whatever reason, DraftKings is n- not ready to offer a buyout. I'm not taking it, though, because I already messed that up last year. Um, <laughs> you took it too early? Yep, yep, I did. I lost a lot of money on that. Mm. Um, but I, I realized at, like, midnight on my birthday, don't even remember doing it, I uh, punched in a, a Russ for MVP bet. Hey, so I, there you I have go. That one in nice. My, in my pocket. <laughs> what, uh, what odds did you get? I think it's like plus 1,500. Okay. I like it. Yep. I, like I think it. the narrative will just be really in his favor. Yes, right, right. The the no respect to changing teams and yep. everyone wanting to to see him play. I think They're so. They're going to let him cook. Yep. He's probably going to have a career year, I yep. think. Like, yep. Yep. All that stuff. So which one would pay more? Your Jokic for MVP bet or the Russ? Jokic, actually. Wow. Which is crazy. Did you get it at worse odds? I got it, yeah. I got Jokic at the beginning of the season at plus 1750. <sighs> And then I doubled down on it like a week later because there was like a 50% profit boost that you could use on anything. And I used it on that. So I have two. So Jokic, the defending and the reigning MVP was plus 1750. Guy just looking at respect. Wow. (laughs) Let's play that while we can, baby. (laughs) Uh, Anyways. Sweet shirt, by the way. Thank you. That's actually one that we can really see the, uh, the face on too. I know. Yeah. Sometimes like you can wear a really dope shirt on this show yeah but like the microphone blocks it or you don't get close enough to see it that's what Um, ryan i honestly the the, i can tell it's Jokic more in the uh, video feed than actually in person i can obviously tell it's Jokic in person but it like looks even more like him on uh, the stream and speaking of if you're tuning in make sure to hop over to youtube hit us with a thumbs up when you're there subscribe turn on alerts because we could be going live anytime Russell Wilson wins MVP. We'll be going live yeah. right after. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> also got Yoke up here too. Yes. Um, okay. Big news today. Um, and I'm excited about it. Kind of. There's good oh. news and there's bad news. Oh, I think I know exactly where you're going with this. The good news is the NFL has officially changed the overtime rule. Round of applause. Round of applause. Good yeah. job. We figured it Woo. out. Don't uh, have Josh Allen sitting on the sidelines in overtime of a playoff game and never able to touch the ball. Which they won't have again, thankfully, in overtime. The bad news (laughs) is that it's only going to start in the playoffs. And and I just don't get this. This is actually what they did the last time they changed the overtime rules. Remember when they changed it? From, it used to be you could just go kick a field goal right. and win, which is like one of the dumbest things. Um, that was truly decided by the coin toss. Yep. Um, it's all you need is 25 yards. Yeah, you exactly. Know. It's weird. Um, so then they changed it. And, of course, the first time we ever saw it was Tebow to DT. That was the first time that that rule ever mattered Man. because the, the, it was the it, – it was a touchdown and it yeah. ended it. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm thinking, okay, well, the Broncos are going to be the first ones to use this one. Mm. So maybe they're the first ones to. I have an idea. Okay, go, go ahead. Go so ahead. the other team goes down, gets a touchdown. Yep. So Broncos using this new rule, get a they go down, get a touchdown. Go for two. Go for two, baby. Oh. And now let's talk about that. Build the statue of Hackett if that happens. Oh, man. Don't you have to go for two in that situation? Because it's still a 10-minute overtime. Yep. Well, I guess in overtime. In playoff overtime. Yeah, in playoff forever. overtime, it would just keep going. But then it's just a field goal. That's all the other team would need, right? Why would you ever give them the ball back? 
So then, okay, so we're on the same page. You go for two there, and you just you live by the sword, die by the sword. I kind of like this because it it honestly makes having the ball first a little unsettling. It does. It really does. If you so like, let's say Chiefs Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they everyone after that game who was anti this rule change, which by the way, if you're anti this rule change, I don't get it. I've never I understood something it. less. Um. So the system is fine. Yeah, yeah. So everyone uh, that was against it said, well, all that would have happened is the Bills would have gone down and scored, and then they would have given the ball back to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs would have gone down and scored and won. So if you're of that, if you're the Chiefs, you're feeling the same way, though. You're like, okay, we're going to score, right. then they're going to score. Right. So if you're the Chiefs, are you debating going for two on the first one regardless? Absolutely. Absolutely you are, especially the Chiefs. With Andy Reid, he's not afraid to go for it. I mean, he's gone for it on crazy times and fourth down situations, and he's a guy that has so many plays dialed up for two-point conversions. They're certainly going for it. Now, from me, uh, with Nathaniel Hackett, and, and I trust Nathaniel Hackett, but we haven't seen Nathaniel Hackett dial up two-point conversions and trick plays, I'm still going for it. Yeah. Because um, cause you're right. You have to act in the mindset that they're going to go down and get a touchdown, and then you have to think they're going for two. So you're you're essentially just going to punt, in air quotes, on kicking the extra point? You're scared. You're Well, no, you're saying you trust your defense. After they go up, go down and give a touchdown? Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're saying the return team. Yes. So first team scores, second team scores. Oh, no, I was talking first team scores. Yeah, First so, team scores, if you don't go for two and you just kick a field goal, you're not really trusting your defense. If you think that then they're oh, going to be able to convert a two-point conversion. you still be able to get the stop. Right. Man, it's a good point. I like this. I love that there's more strategy <laughs> right. involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jose in the comments talking about how Shanahan did this with Cutler, kind of. Um, one of my favorite games. Yeah. Eddie Royal caught the yeah. touchdown. Eddie Royal caught the yeah. two-point conversion. Yeah. Um, and I had, I had Jay Cutler and Eddie Royal on my fantasy team. Hey, I thought you were going to say you had like, you know, a hundred bucks on him. I was going to say, Ryan, you were like, you were like 12 at that point. No, yeah. So <laughs> I guess, it, I think back then it was four point quarterback touchdowns. So that's mm. 10 points for the touchdown plus whatever <laughs> yards it was. And then four additional points. Yeah. So I think it probably ended up being like a 16 point possession. For I hope that took team. you from a loss to a win. I that think would I be did win sweeter. that one. Yep. And then wow. there was also the that was the same year, I think, that like Eddie Royal went off on Monday Night Football yep. against the Raiders. Yep, that was Eddie Royal's year. Oh, uh, man, you sound like uh, Sean McVay over here, just recalling plays, and except you're not recalling plays, you're recalling specific fantasy moments back from 2008. Yeah, you know, I'm really dialed <laughs> in. I keep notes. Um, Do you watch film on your fantasy team? No, but not I like actually, on the players. I, you go back and you watch the box score adjust. Yeah, right? Yeah. I actually don't care about fantasy anymore it's uh, my interest in fantasy has gone drastically down with draft kings. yeah you yeah. just bet on whoever you want any yep. week yep um i i'm still in a dynasty league back-to-back years with the number one overall pick baby trust hey, the process okay um, and uh you suck i just tried to trade deshaun watson for russell wilson i got denied i feel like that's a Mm, good trade for them. 
You know what? That really reminds me of Madden. I was offered Russell Wilson for my Deshaun Watson, and pre, I denied it. Pre-Russell being a Bronco. Yes, yes, that is that very true. That, that, that's true. Well, I think he also wanted a couple picks back, so maybe that did impact it. Don't you think, though, like in a dynasty league, they should have accepted that offer? So you wait, you were trying to give away Deshaun? I was trying to trade Deshaun oh, for Oh, yeah, Russ. definitely. Definitely. Just instant decline, yeah. not even a counter. Wow, that is shocking. I think it's just it's this is the problem with playing with Broncos yeah. fans. But that's where that's where you kind of have to if you take a step back the past five years you benefited from that because Jerry Judy's going in the second round yeah, and yeah. Cortland Sutton. But now I hope not anymore. I have both Jerry Judy and Javante Williams on my squad. Ooh, so you loved seeing Russ and Jerry throwing together last night. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Yep. Um that actually really fired me up. Yep. Like not even yep. just like a, oh, I'm glad they like checked this off so people can stop talking about it. Yeah. Um you can tell so like I was just thinking about Russell Wilson. This guy is is unreal. So he works all last week with the wide receivers. Yep. Then Saturday, he is at his little sister's um, NCAA tournament game. Yeah, which they won. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, Anna or Anna? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you should know this. It's I Annika, Annika. Like, this, this is your uh, field of expertise. <laughs> um, okay. So that's where he is Saturday night. Sunday, he's at the Oscars. Yep. Um, and then Monday, he's right back there working with, with Jerry Judy. So, wait, wasn't he at his sister's game on Sunday evening and then, like, immediately flew to the Oscars? I thought oh, it was Sunday evening. He had an, he had time to make a very uh, scandalous Instagram reel with Sierra. He did. Yes, <laughs> he did. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and then he's back, like you said, working with Jerry all day. I love that. I love that they're out there working, with, like, in, in at, after sunset. Yeah. Like, lights out there. Yeah. And also, he got it where he like recorded that they were going at dusk, so there was still the sun up, and then just showed yeah, that it was yeah. dark by the time they finished. Very calculated, but I just love that they're. I love that they made that happen. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, I, I kind of hope it was Jerry who reached out right. to him and said like, "Hey, when can right. when can we get this work in? Like, I'd love to come down there. Either way, I don't care. Yeah. Um, if it was Russ who reached out to Jerry and Jerry was like, "Yeah, I'm on it. I'll fly out there. Then great. Yeah. Um, but either way. They got working, and, and it almost is like, I don't know, it's like when you miss class or something, and then the teacher's like, hey, I have some office hours. Like, you can come in and figure out what you learned. And you learn so much better right. because yeah. it's just one-on-one yep. with the teacher. Yep. And, and then also the teacher gives you that little shout-out the next day in class where uh, the whole class did what you did, but you get the specific shout-out like, hey, Ryan, thanks for coming in. You, you really nailed it right, uh, right. last night. And that's what Jerry got. He got his own post from Russ last night. Even Russ showing him, like, you know, terminology he likes yep. to use, where he wants yep. to line him up. Yeah, and how about getting Future involved like that? Yes. I mean, he's, like, uh, he's he's pretty uh, pretty stern with Future. Like, no, 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 you need to be right Pretty-y. here <laughs> acting as Javante. But maybe that's Russ's goal, to play 10 or 12 more years to then have to be able to play with Future for a year, just like LeBron's trying to do. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, pull a little brawny. Yeah. Um, oh, re- really quick, too, in, in that video – um, because of course we have to watch it multiple times. Uh, Russ has an unfair home field advantage, and that home field advantage is right when he releases the ball, all of his trainers and support staff are like, "Great Beautiful. throw, great throw!" I'm like, "We don't even know where it's gonna go right now. When we don't know, know if you know. Jerry's gonna catch it." But it's it's so funny. I feel like like uh, 
when I watch basketball, I know right when it leaves their hand if it's going in or not. Wow. So you could be a coach there is what you're saying. Yeah. Russ sign needs me to bring up, you Russ. down. I will say the goal po- the soccer goal in the back scares me. I, I thought Jerry was going to slam yes, into it. Dude, I'm so <laughs> worried about that. Um, okay. We hit on well, – well, real quick, just let's just go back to the overtime thing. Yeah. Um, are you down with – testing it out in the playoffs. It seems weird to start it in the playoffs, right? What's so weird is why would you change of the way you play the game from the regular season to the playoffs? Well, if they it's... already do in the overtime with it being continuous, so I guess that's a case for it. But wh- why? Why? And, and and the biggest, the only thing that, that I hear people say, and first off, I love that they did this overtime rule. Yep. I hate that it's only for the postseason. And I guess the reasoning is, and it's the only reason I ever hear, is uh, we want to limit the amount of time that people play in the regular season to, to avoid injuries. We don't want guys on the field for too long. Then what the heck is your justification for a 17th game? Or uh, th- overtime at all. Right, exactly. What are we doing here? If you want to have it where no one's getting injured, have it be a field uh, a field goal kick uh, uh, Ooh, back and forth, you know? And sure, I guess your kicker can tear his ACL. I'm touching wood for, for Brandon. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. why, why all of a sudden do we get scared of playing four more minutes of football, yet they're not scared to add 60 more minutes to an extra game? I mean, it's it's all, you know, fake. They want to pretend like they care about player safety. They do not care about player safety. Um, And, and, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But this is like an optical thing where they can be like, well, we don't want the players to have to do this in the regular season. So stupid. But I'm I'm glad it happened. Um, I'm relieved. Oops, my light's on. (laughs) Um, I'm relieved that it happened because last time what happened was it went. uh, And I think it was three years later, it went to the regular season. Right, right. And I think that's probably what will happen here. Yep. What I what I think sucks is like there's a very very good chance it just never it doesn't get used like next season we never see it right right and we could also have an opportunity where a game goes into overtime and a team goes down kicks a field goal and then the other team goes and scores a touchdown and then we're sitting and saying exactly what you said we're not going to see this happen uh, and the the truth is Ryan this is a baby step in order for it going into the regular season this will be in the regular season at some point as long as this rule is used yeah and if it is used and we see it happen a couple of times and we do see josh allen not only get the ball score a touchdown but then go for two and win it or then the chiefs get the ball back they're stopped and then the bills get it and we see like so much excitement and drama and everyone's loving it and the nfl sees okay ratings mm-hmm. this is great we're gonna have people tuning in uh to our games at you know 5 45 because it's in, in overtime okay let's do it there's nothing we love better on a monday morning than discussing a decision a coach made mm-hmm. uh and so well recently we haven't liked discussing that well i i mean <laughs> it's kind of fun well, either way even if it's a bad decision yeah yep. uh it sucks on sunday but it's kind of fun to roast them for it on monday um but like that will be the number one thing on all the shows, you know, mm-hmm. NFL or yep. uh, Good Morning Football first yep. take. It'll be was Nathaniel Hackett right to go for two in the on the first possession yep. of overtime, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited for this. I think there's um, you could even make the case in a uh, in a shootout like that uh, Bills Chiefs game was. You can make the case that it might make sense to kick off. Oh, to have the upper hand to know to if you know need to what, go for two. Exactly. Or just kick a field goal or well, an extra point, right. I should and say. At some point, 
like people would say like well you got to put the ball in your offense's hands blah 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 um, but at some point you're either gonna have to get a stop or score more points than them right so you actually have the advantage by kicking off to know how exactly how many points you need to win now the thing is you got russ now do you uh what position do you want to put him in I like I just so let's just say your defense forces a field goal. You know exactly what you need and and you know what? You have an extra down to do it. Because right. you're not punting ever. Yeah. If you yeah. if you need 3, 7 or 8 yeah. or 6. Yeah. Um so I'm actually my I might stake my claim as officially on team kickoff in overtime in the playoffs. I like it because then also if you're facing a fourth and one from your own for from the opponent's 41 it's going to be a 58-yard field goal to what? To, to get to you up give them three? The ball. Oh, yeah, oh. To, to give them the ball back, and they can win it with the touchdown. Or you're going to go for it? I mean, it that, that it's tough. Whereas if you're down th- uh, six or seven or eight at that point, you're going for it. it. It's an easy decision. Yeah. It makes everything a lot more clear and actually gives you more opportunities to do what you need to do. The only way that it would hurt you is the game is over if you turn the ball over on your drive. It, it would it would be over right there. Whereas if you were to turn the ball over on your first possession, the game's not over. It's certainly not looking good, but that's where it would hurt you the most. Yeah, but even then, like you're still you still know what you have to do and and then you can go do it. And again, you have that ability of if you score that touchdown, you can go for two and it would make absolutely no sense in my eyes to not do it. Mm. Yeah, two yards I to agree. win the game or stop Patrick Mahomes. Two you know yards I mean? to guarantee that you will get the ball back. Yes. Yep. I love that. I love that. Pretty interesting. You convinced me. Team kickoff for overtime. Kickoff in overtime. Pass it on to Nathaniel Hackett. Um, all right. I want to talk about Melvin Gordon, who's the headline of this show. But first, I want to tell you guys to come on down to the DNVR bar. Come hang out here. Always a good time. Uh, we've got Avs tonight. Unfortunately, Nathan McKinnon is out. Yeah. Uh, might have punched that dude a little too hard in the face. <sighs> Do we have any idea how bad it is? No. Classic hockey. Just yeah. a UBI. Yeah. Either way, uh, always fun to come down here and hang out with the Avs crew. Um, it's so awesome seeing the difference in the Avs crew and the Nuggets crew. And then sometimes it all meshes together and everyone gets along. It's pretty sweet. Um, but tonight it's an Avs game. So come on down, hang out, uh, watch the Avs, and uh, get yourself some Breck Brews. And get in on DraftKings Sportsbook for the Avs game. Ryan, do you know the odds off the top of your head for for the game? Are they still favored without Nate? I can maybe get it for you Okay, while you talk. and uh, get in on the Avs, and also get in on the Final Four action. Two games going on this weekend. Both teams about four-point underdogs. Avs are underdogs tonight, plus 125 mm-hmm. on the money line. Or my personal favorite, the 60-minute line, plus 185. Oh, I like like that juice a lot and if and they're getting the new guy lekin oh yes yeah i like that i like how it's how it's shaping up and also i like that those odds i like the odds on DraftKings sportsbook you bet five dollars on one of the three final ncaa games and you get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins that's all you have to do you can pick the favorite you can pick the underdog and if you win two hundred dollars in your account no better way to enter the playoffs for Avs and Nuggets than with $200 in your account. So check them out and use the code DNVR when you sign up to get this bonus. And, of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700, and there's a minimum $5 deposit. And if you don't want to come down and watch the Nuggets and Avs here at the bar... 
There's a perfect solution for you. And a no, it is not illegally streaming it. It's Ivaca TV uh, who that has Altitude. It's a really awesome new streaming service that has other local channels. They're working on getting uh, AT&T Sportsnet. So it, it sounds like we're going to be able to watch the Rockies on there yes. too. Um, you have the local channels too, so you can watch the Broncos on yeah. there. It's a great, great setup. Um, you got to check out Ivaca TV. And maybe the best part, Zach, super cheap. Yep. 25 bucks a month to start and then five bucks to rent the receiver. Yep. Um, so really affordable, really good service. Watch the Nuggets, watch the Avs on your TV, not on your phone or whatever you've been doing. Uh, awesome <laughs> setup. So check out Evoca TV. That's E-V-O-C-A TV. I got to say, Ryan, this is perfect because for so many years I've been saying all I watch on TV is, is sports, but I want to make sure I get my Denver sports. No yep. better way th- yep. than right there. Exactly. All right. Shall we talk about a guy that we may see in orange and blue this year maybe not yeah melvin gordon this is interesting here and and it does it feel let me just start here does it feel to you it's one or the other melvin gordon or kareem jackson or can you see a both scenario Mm, i can see a both scenario especially with the price tags that we're talking about and last week I thought that the way the free agent market was shaping up was that players were still going to get paid a lot, even this deep in free agency, but I think it cuts off with the top players. We saw Taron, uh, Taron Armstead still get paid a ton. What did he get? 15 million? No, 17 million a year. Yeah. Uh, half a, or no, he got 17 and a half million dollars a year, only half a million dollars more than Garrett Bowles, which is kind of crazy, but he still got paid. However, I think that stops with the middle tier guys. I think they are now entering the danger zone of, oh boy, I didn't sign in those first few days. Now my price tag is dropping. So I think that's happened with both of them. You threw out the number for Kareem yesterday, one and a half million. I think we're looking at about two and a half million. I don't. I think Melvin's a little more than that, but we're not talking anywhere close to the eight million number of last year. So what are we talking about? I think we're talking uh, one year, four million. It's gonna be a no for me. Mm, do I need to adjust the price, or no. are you, oh, you're gonna be a no all the way around? Yes, and, and I hate Whoa. to do this um, because it, 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 I don't dislike Melvin Gordon. I tried to give him as much credit as I could last year. Um, you know, like he is a very solid running back. There's just one thing I can't get get past, and it's the fumbles. And, and I'm sorry, like I don't want to be this guy, but the stakes have gone up. It's not just you know whether you win six or seven games now um, because you lost to the Eagles because you coughed it up and Darius Slay took it the other way, or because you know you you coughed one up against who was it the Raiders. Um, no, the Washington true. football team, and then the Broncos were able to win that game. Okay, and still. then there was—I feel like there was one more. There was crucial, yes, yes. late in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just—I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't sign off on the potential of one of these big games. And yes, you could tell me, okay, well, when the game's on the line, they'll just keep it in Javante's hands. But you just never know when the game-changing play is going to happen. And so, while I respect Melvin. I think he's a very good running back. I think he has a lot of things. I can't stomach the idea that the Broncos are going to beat the Chiefs and break the streak and they're, you know, they're driving in there and they're trying to, you know, convert a third and one or whatever and and the ball's on the ground. I it's just it's I can't get it out of my head 
So it doesn't really matter the price tag to me. I would rather go in another direction of someone who's a little more safe with the football. Okay, so Melvin Gordon had three fumbles last year. Like you said, uh, a couple of them in crunch time. Javante had two fumbles. So where do you draw the line? Because I can paint the picture of that, that, you know, Javante is not that much safer with the ball. And I can also paint the picture, and and I'm not trying to be fair or unfair either way, because I can also paint the picture that Melvin Gordon had the seventh most fumbles of any running back in the NFL. NFL last year he was tied with Dalvin Cook yep and and to me with Javante it's like okay I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt he still has time to learn with Melvin it's this is a this is a pattern that has followed him his entire career it's basically something that you can look down and say he's going to fumble the ball um and and for whatever reason it feels like it comes at the worst times um and so I'm not going to be mad if they do it, but I'm just saying if it were me, I would look and say, okay, what's another quality running back who's out on the market um, that we can get that doesn't have this issue? And and that that's totally fair because last year and, and actually the past two years beyond last year, he had four fumbles in both of those seasons, and one of them was with the Broncos, one of them wasn't. And if he had four fumbles last year, he would have had the second most fumbles, uh, tied with with four other guys, including guys like Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, other really good running backs. But that is showing you that he does have an issue of that, and he's had that most of his career. When he was a rookie, he had six fumbles. Then he he limited it to one and one in the following years. It's picked back up again, so I can't really debate with your fumbling issue. What what I can debate is that Melvin Gordon is a he's a damn good football player. And when he's given the ball, if he doesn't fumble, which again, it was only three times last year, he produces. And to to go from Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams to Javante Williams and Mike Boone, I think is a massive drop off. And I loved what I saw from Mike Boone in training camp last year. Loved it, Ryan. And then he just never saw the field. The, the the maybe it was all on the coaches, but what I saw in regular season or in training camps showed me that he should have absolutely gotten an opportunity in the regular season and he didn't. I can't imagine that's because the coaches were 100% incompetent. Now, maybe they they were. Uh, but this is going to come down to George Payton. Does he think that Mike Boone is going to be able to to be a nice second fiddle to Javante Williams? If not, I love bringing Melvin Gordon back for for, for $4 million and honestly, Ryan I think his price is below that now. I think we're talking three, two and a half million dollars. Uh, just like Kareem Jackson, we saw his price drop from ten million last year to five million, and then it could be you know two and a half to one and a half million this year. So, I but if he comes back, his role is going to be different. He's not going to be the one A. He's not going to be the one that's the starter. It's going to be Javante who's the starter, and it may not even be as fairly split as it was last year. These guys, Ryan. They had nearly the exact number of carries as each other last year. Now, 65-35, uh, and especially those ones coming in late late game situations for Javante. He's getting the ball then. Yeah, and I'm looking around at available free agents right now at the position. It's not it's not great, and you're definitely not going to get someone with the name recognition right. that you get uh, from Melvin Gordon. Like there, there's guys. Jarek McKinnon, who was uh, a really nice addition for the Chiefs um, during the season last year, is someone who you could say, okay, you know, that's more of your third down back that you can play alongside Javante Williams. You know, it's a lot of older guys, though. He's 30 years old. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, 30 years old. Devontae Freeman, 30 years old. Le'Veon Bell, 30 years old. Um, basically, if you're a 30-year-old running back right now, you're available. Yep. Um, 
So, I don't know. I, I, I could go either way. I guess what I would say is if you're going to have him on the team, you can't give him the ball in crunch time. Okay. Okay. And I think he was given the ball in crunch time last year because he was a starter. And he was the better running back last he was. year. He, he, he was, but now that's going to be flipped. He's not going to be the starter. So then you're not giving a backup the ball in a clutch situation, right? I, I don't know. Coaches – they just see the hot hand and they know they need one yard and, and you know who does a really good job of just getting one yard when you need it? It's Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Problem is maybe that's something about it where he's like right. he's too try- focused on right, driving he's trying, the legs. Yeah, or trying to we you know, wiggle his way through a little right. space and he loses track of, you know, holding on to the ball. Like I said, I I'm not gonna sit here and say, Don't sign Melvin Gordon, that'd be an idiotic move. But I'm saying if it's me at GM I'd probably go for one of those guys that I named off who's a little more of like a specialty player. You're going to use them in third down situations, passing situations, and just not like, I don't know. I I almost don't want to see it for Melvin, like the fans losing their absolute minds because you know, uh, he fumbled the ball in a big game and the Broncos lost because of it. Man, they, they would lose their minds even more because there was another great option that they could have turned to. And You have to remember way back now, but if you take yourself back to the Peyton Manning era and you remember the games they lost, almost always it was because someone effed up. (laughs) Like, it's not usually, oh, we just got beat on this day, which we've been seeing for six years. You know, they just weren't the better team. Usually when you have the quarterback, there's going to be a couple games where you just they had a great game plan, you had a bad game plan, boom, it was over before it started. Yeah. Um, but most games are going to be won and lost because someone screwed up. Someone ran the wrong route, it turned into a pick. Someone muffed a punt, you know, uh, like remember the Patriots game, Tony Carter muffs <laughs> yeah. the punt, yeah. you lose the game. It's so many situations like that where it's like, one thing changed the game. You were right there. It was basically whoever got the ball last, and you you messed up. And so I'm so I'm I'm so weary yeah. of having players that have a a reputation for doing that. It's like you know, like back then, Trendon Holiday, really electric. But it's like you can't have this guy back there because he yeah he might win you a game, but he also could lose you a game. And you have Peyton Manning just catch the ball and hand it off to him. You know what I mean? Right. right. Um, so I, I'm going to be thinking about that a lot across the team is just the, the whole story is about getting the ball into Russ's hands. Right. And I worry about the, the fumbles. The flip side of that is the margin for error isn't as small as it was. And so no, you, you have more margin for, I see what you're saying. The games are going to mean more, but now you have more of a margin of error. With that, and so maybe you take more of a risk by bringing in a guy that's averaged 1,138 yards the past two years with the three-and-a-half fumbles that he's averaged as well. It's a a great discussion. It is. uh, Because I I don't think there's a right answer or a wrong answer until we see how it plays out. There is absolutely a chance that Melvin Gordon comes in, plays one year three-and-a-half million, and is a top 10 running back in the NFL. Like, yep. just because they say he's not going to be the starter, if he runs like he he's yep. capable of running, they're going to hand him the ball a lot. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people don't like that just because everyone loves Javante. He's in the honeymoon phase still. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is, it's very possible that you get great Melvin Gordon. We, we haven't really seen Melvin Gordon as a Bronco when there's a big threat of the pass. Maybe he's even better there. 
Um, you know, he he was brought here. No, actually, he wasn't. He was brought here to play in, in the last scheme. Right. Um, but either way, I can't say absolute no. I can just say it scares me, and I almost just, like, I, I have, like, PTSD of yeah. what's going to happen when the Broncos lose a game because Melvin Gordon fumbled. Yeah, it, it's very fair, and I want to know what you guys think because I think you said it right, Ryan. There's no right or wrong answer. Let us know if you would sign him, if you wouldn't, in the comment section. And, Ryan, one thing that people are saying – do you have something Go ahead. Like I was about to say one thing that people are saying, so is, let's see if it's the same thing. Is don't pay yeah. a running back. And, yeah, I wouldn't pay Melvin Gordon $8 million like the Broncos just did. I wouldn't give him $6 million. I wouldn't give him $5 million. But at what point That's not are you not back. paying a running You're back? Not. Because, I mean, you, you are paying Javante Williams, too. Yes. Like, but I, so I get what people are saying by don't pay a running back. That's not what we're saying. So one thing I want to do really quick, I want to go through the highest paid running backs and just go from one all the way down. You tell me when you think Melvin's at about the right person and, and oh, the, okay. the right couple of groups. And we'll just see where it, where it goes. Yeah, I mean, just just to completely smash, like $3.5 million, $4 million is not paying a running back. No. Like, I get the whole, you know, that's a big thing on NFL Twitter. Don't pay running backs. But yeah. it doesn't mean, like, don't employ a running back. Right. you got to pay guys right. to have them on the roster. Right, right. What, I think the Broncos paid Mike Boone $5 million over two years. So $2.5 million. Yep. And that's what we've kind of – well, we may throw out that number when talking about a number for Melvin. Totally. So uh, the first few I'm going to go through quick. McCaffrey. No. Kamara. No. Zeke. No. Cook. No. D- Derrick Henry, no. Nick Chubb. Derrick Henry, what is he getting paid? Uh, twelve and a half, and that's on a what new a steal, contract. Man. What new a steal. contract. Christian McCaffrey, who's now injured and dealing with all that, sixteen mil. Trade rumors surrounding him. At least they were a little while ago. I don't know. Yeah. It might come up more closer to the draft we get. Yep. Um, would you trade for him? Broncos? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> 16 mil for a guy that you're probably going to have to give something up for, right? I imagine. By the way, not a reunion. That's a homecoming. I support uh, homecomings. Homecomings are great. Yeah. You, you're probably a big homecoming guy, right? We actually talked we about talked this just a couple weeks ago. I missed several homecomings <laughs> for CU football games. Uh, that's true. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, Joe Mixon. No. Aaron Jones. No. Saquon. No. James Conner. Well, Saquon. That's fair. We'll put, we'll put him aside because of injuries. We just don't know, yeah. Um, James Conner. No. Leonard Fournette. Getting closer. Uh, Hines. Okay, he's there. Okay, and Austin Eckler. I'm just going to see yeah. if it fits in this group. I'd rather have Austin Eckler, but... Chase Edmonds? Yep, he's in this group. Okay, and Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny. So it's like a Tier 3 running back? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's exactly right. A starter Tier 3. These guys are making between $5.7 and $6.2 million. Yep. However, So I'm not paying that. To Melvin, yep. are you? No, because you have Javante. Right, exactly. So I'm not doing that. However, I think this is the value that he was looking for at the start of free agency. Yeah. He was saying, I want this type of contract, especially Chase Edmonds got the, the $6 million contract. He got that, what, the first or second day of free agency? Melvin probably said, boom, show me the money. That's what I want, and I'll go to that team. Now, at, that price is not there. It, yeah. On the second full week of free agency, the third full week of free agency now, that price is not there. So when we talk about the $3 million running back, we're talking about a guy, Jamal Williams in Detroit. He's getting $3 million a year. He's the 24th highest paid running back. Uh, and then you go down a little bit from there, and you're talking about guys that are that are in the twos, and that's kind of the back end of the 30s or the, the 20s. 
that's kind of the role that Melvin Gordon would have. You know, he he's not technically a starter, but he is one of the the best thirty running backs in the NFL. So that's probably where the Broncos are coming from, saying, "Here's two and a half." And Melvin's saying, "I want six. Let's see if they meet in the middle. Three and a half, something." Yeah, three and a half, four, even. Yep. Um, it's fine. It's not for me. Um, but I wouldn't bash the move by any stretch of the mind, and it's not paying a running back. It's not. Even those James Conner numbers is not paying a running back, especially I think he's on a one-year deal. Right, right. And uh, Dearness Johnson, we know him all too well here. Oh, is he a free agent? He is a free agent, actually. Sign me up. Yeah, he was getting, uh, I think he is. Uh, I think he is, too. He's getting $2.4 million. He was or is? Uh, he. That's what it says, <laughs> he is. Right, maybe maybe they put a, I think what they did was they put a right of first uh, refusal tender on him. Um, or something like that. I want Dearness Johnson. Uh, he'd be great. Unless it's a total fluke what he did against the Broncos, but the way he was running, I don't think so. I got to go. What are, what are we finding? I'm not finding anything. <laughs> Let's go to spot track or spot rack. Um, that's where I was. It said he was making. Okay, so he, it says he signed a one-year deal. Where did it go? I think he is under contract. Okay, okay. For 2.4, and that's a third-string running back. Yep, he is under contract for this year, it looks like, uh, and then an unrestricted free agent next year. Okay, okay. One year, 2.4. Yeah, I, I mean, I wish the Broncos would, would have him at one year, 2.4, uh, but it's the same. It's like the Mike Boone money. They they did tender him. Okay, okay so that he, was my bad. So he's – but. Is he? Can they? Someone still make an offer, or is that deadline um, passed? I'm not sure what tender they did. Um, yeah, I think it was a right of first refusal tender. So yes, the Broncos could, the Broncos could offer more. They could offer him one year, three mil. Do it, and the Browns could match. Yeah, they could, and then I guess you can turn back to Melvin. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I, I'm 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 ready for maybe a little bit of a change, um, but. Paying a running back is is way different than giving Melvin Gordon a one-year contract to bring him back. Especially when the other guy you have is on a rookie deal. Dearness Johnson, one thing I like about him is he's young. Scared me. I thought you were going to slap me when you just went like that. The quick <laughs> the quick flip. I, legitimately, my heart's going. Because <laughs> I think I saw it out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> Dearness Johnson uh, is, is younger, which is one thing I like about him. But of all the available guys that, any, that most people have heard of, um, Melvin's on the younger side at 29. Yep. Most of those guys are past 30 yeah. or it's, at 30. It's a really good point. That's Again, I would have thought that, especially when Buffalo actually did look for a running back and then got shafted by one uh, who left. What happened? Uh, did, was it McKisson? Uh, or, I don't remember McKissick, who it was. J.D. McKissick? Yes, yes. I think he was with Washington last year. Uh, then he, he agreed to terms with the bills and then yeah. Washington said, no, 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 we'll pay you that. And he said, okay, okay, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go back to you guys. Why would you stay in Washington? It doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe he thinks they're just going to run the ball cause they don't have a quarterback or just like doesn't want to move his family to Buffalo. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Vaughn saying, uh, shoot, maybe I shouldn't have done that either. I'm so worried about Vaughn in Buffalo. Yeah. And now that, that I think he's not even going to play in that new stadium. I think it was Mace who said like, once they start winning, it'll change. And I, think that's right but i just i can't be sure if i'm a bills fan i'm so bummed 
just with how much he he loves things, how much Vaughn loves things, and he just doesn't even love the Bills right I now. I haven't seen him like post really anything about the Bills. No. I did see something yesterday. He said like, if you're not trying to help me win Defensive Player of the Year, then that you're out of my life or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so I guess we're out. Yeah, so. I think we are out. <laughs> <laughs> but we're on the Pats or Tan train. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm worried about him there. Um, maybe if Melvin went up there, it would give him like a friend. But mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent off paying Melvin, but I'm not on either. I think it's very fair. And another thing that's very fair is we had someone in the comment section. I just lost. I think it was coming in from Ezra who says we have 250 viewers and only 56 likes. If you guys wouldn't mind hitting us with a like, we would really appreciate that. And thank you, Ezra. We absolutely would appreciate that. And we would also appreciate you going over and getting a sexy pizza. Oh, I'm dying <laughs> for one right I now. I am too. I'm, I'm pretty hungry. I actually had breakfast like not too long before I came here, but there's something about this show that just does. gets the metabolism. really over. does. Um, anyways, check out Sexy Pizza. Anything that they offer with green chili on it, I think there's like a green chili and sausage and a green chili and pepperoni. Yep. You can't go wrong with either one. Uh, Mace always talks about their Italian salad, which kind of mm -hmm. has like the Italian meat sliced up on yep. it. Love a salad like that. Um, so many great options. And, of course, their philanthropies, which give back to Colorado nonprofits. Yep. So if you're thinking tonight, man, it's just a nice, easy stay in and eat some pizza night. Weather's not great. Yeah. Um, then sexy pizza is the way to go. By the way, Zach, I was thinking yesterday, and, and we talked about this during our Madden game, um, which – game kind of goes yeah in yeah marks. i was gonna give you props right <laughs> i don't know i gave this. you like 40 minutes um <laughs> that's fair um it's funny like there's a certain level of weather where you're like oh gotta go have a drink outside yeah then there's another level of weather that's like ah oh, it's one of those nights to stay in and have a drink. <laughs> right. yep. And then there's always something in between. Yep, yep, exactly. Like, Does the drink change, though, depending on those? Yes. Yesterday I was scrambling through uh, my, what would you call it, collection? Yeah. Stash? Yeah. Uh, any, Stash, any I think we're talking more light shade dispensary. Right, right. Collection, though, makes it seem like like you have a lot. I don't have and a like lot. And like it's super fancy. Right. Like, I, you know, I, I keep a bar. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah, there looking you go. through there my bar because yeah. I thought we were out of tequila, and it was very oh. much like a tequila and lime, 78 mm. degrees on the porch type yep. of day. But yep. I did find some, um, and it was delicious. That was my issue was I didn't do the tequila before, and then uh, Ryan comes out and stomps me. Stomps oh, me. Yeah. Well, I think the first quarter, was it 10-0? Uh, something like and that. And I think I had the ball or something. I knew there You're was driving. an opportunity. I knew that drive. I didn't tell you, but I knew that drive was. I knew I wasn't going to win the game regardless. But I knew that <laughs> drive was going to make it maybe a game in terms of me covering the thirty-one and a half point spread <laughs> or a blowout. And then you know, two seconds later, it's seventeen-zero. Yep, yep. Your problem, if you want, I, a I have a lot. I have a lot of them on there. Is that you're afraid of taking sacks? Yeah. So yeah. then you just throw it, and then it gets yep, picked. Yep, yep, yep. I guess you took one or two sacks. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to, but the worst part about this new Madden is if you try that's to press point. a button right as you're getting sacked, too, then it fumbles it. Yep, yep. That's a good point. So Take a let's... sack. It's, it's like what we tell quarterbacks. Yep. Sack's better than a pick. Exactly. I think we told live, that to Drew a lot. Live to see another down. Did, really quick. Did you see Pete Carroll today? Oh, God, He no. said all the right things about, you know, having Drew's back and stuff and, and saying he's the guy. Today he comes out and says, the, and this is an exact quote, but 
The problem with Drew is he, he just turns the ball over way too much. I'm like, you're going to have his back, and then you're going to throw him under the bus mm. at the thing that he truly has struggled with the most? Right. The better way to say it would have been, like, if we can just get Drew to take right. care of the ball a little bit better, right. we think he can be a high-level starter. And it wasn't even phrased like that. It was the problem with Drew is he's had way too many turnovers, and, you know, we and the NFL can't live with that. It's like you just went from saying last week he's your plan one to now saying how you can't live with what he does. Imagine as a coach going from Russell Wilson, who basically turns it over 10 or less times yep. every year, yeah, um, to a guy who has never had I mean, I guess as a starter, he had what 19 picks, yep, 17. It's gonna be tough, Pete. It's gonna be tough, and Seattle is going to wish that they kept Russ instead of Pete. I wonder if Russ has ever thrown a pick in three straight games. Wow, that's a great point. <laughs> I think the most he ever had was fifteen. Okay, then he probably did in that game. And he had thirty-nine touchdowns to go along with it. Uh, we would take that. Yep, exactly. It's one of the only times he hasn't had a three-to-one touchdown to interception ratio. I don't know if I finished the read, but check out Sexy Pizza tonight. <laughs> yes. um, there's 14, 16, 18-inch pies, uh, and they are all so, so delicious. I, I, I hope um, they do the tailgates again next year because yes. I've been missing the, the Sunday morning or Sunday early afternoon Sexy Pizza. You know what? You sold me. I think that may be dinner uh, sometime go. this week. Let's go. Yep. All right. Um, let's move on here. Do we have any Super Chats we need to hit? Just one. Oh, from John Mayer. Well, your favorite. All right, that <laughs> no wonder you're blushing. John Meyer. Yes. Uh, thoughts on USFL OT rules? Something we of course know yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah. A hockey style shootout of two point conversions. Each team gets three attempts. After three attempts, it goes into sudden death. Um, I definitely don't like the going into sudden death because then who just whoever gets it first has such an advantage. Um, but I like this as a reaction to after the first overtime mm, okay. so let's say um if you do make these new overtime rules come into the regular season where the overtime can end and then you need to figure something out um i would say that you do this you do alternating two-point conversions until someone wins okay I, I i like that now what do you think of college football overtime well college football has um changed it a little bit as well recently where now I believe starting in the third overtime, it does go to this, right? Mm -hmm. Where you have to go for it. Or, or I think it's just two point conversions. Gosh, I, I do think at a certain point it does go to just you two. Maybe, right. Maybe that's after five. Right, right. And then after three, you have to go for two. Right. I did like that you have to go for two rule that they instituted. What do you think of just the normal one where you start on the 25? It's not football. I don't like that you start in scoring position. Okay, and so I, that here's here's my sweet spot: start at the fifty or your own twenty-five. Just start at your own twenty-five, like it's a like it's a drive. And but if I like the, the way that college does it. Of then each team's guaranteed a possession, yep. and then you alternate. So and, and I just love that. Yeah, and, I, and, I think and, they got that part right. I just don't like that. If you, if you started the drive and took three straight knees, you'd still be in field goal position. And I think just why you couldn't do that in the NFL is your field goal kickers are, you know, right. what They're are they, 85% yeah. from 42 yards, and that's where that would be. Right. And even from the 50, you basically need five yards to right. get in most guys in field right. goal position. Okay, so, so I, start from the 25. I think, personally, I think that's the best way to do overtime. Start from the 25, alternate. Someone scores, they get it back. You yep. keep alternating. Then you go... At some point, maybe it's after two. Sure, you have to go for two. Yeah. Then after three, it's like the it's just the alternating yep, two point conversions. Yep. Man, that would be so that would be so fun. 
No it's, clock. You don't have to worry about that. Think about like goal line stands to win the game and how electric yeah, that is. It would be so much fun. I just feel like college football does things that are fun and electric, and the NFL is just like, ah, we need to we need to be who we are. Right, right. The most maybe the most electric finish I've ever I ever remember for a game was a CU CSU game. Um, that CSU got it all the way down to the one yard line. They just needed to punch it in to win the game with like a minute left and see you got four yeah. straight stops yeah was, was that recent no that would have been uh, if i were to guess recent. 2005 okay um but like i'll just never forget like after one you're like okay we got a yeah. chance after two yeah. you're like oh my god we might do this after yeah. three you're like holy shit yeah. and then the fourth one everyone just explodes in those situations who's the nervous team at first, does it change? It probably changes depending on the down. I think it depends on how much time is on the clock. Let's let's say there's 30 seconds left. the The home team has all three time, or the the team with the ball that's about to score has all three timeouts. So time isn't an issue for them, but it is truly a goal line end of game stand. First down, the offense feels amazing. Yep. The defense feels terrible. Yep. Second down, the defense is getting a little bit more, but the offense still feels like they're in control. Yep. Third down, yep. it flips entirely, yep. and you're like, "Oh God, we better get this now." <laughs> yeah. And fourth down, all the yep. pressures on the. Yep, offense. yep. So you're, yeah, I, I gotta get. Since you're a great Madden player, put up 59 on me yesterday. I scored 14. Thankfully, wasn't sure I was gonna score. Uh, you, uh, you're in this situation. One yard line. Are you running? No. Um, you risk a sack. I know. Um, is my quarterback Russell Wilson? Uh, sure. And Denver I guess Broncos. they messed this up in the Super they Bowl. They did. They did. Um, but, and you got Javante Williams. Imagine if you threw a pick here. Yeah, but that's why you don't c- come across the middle in this situation. Right, right. My my goal would be to get Russell Wilson out of the pocket and just let him make a decision. Is he going to run it? Is he going to throw it? Is he going to throw it away? Yeah. I, I guess, are we talking fourth down? Uh, yeah, It's four downs and it's first down. So, okay, it's first down. Yep. I'm probably handing it to Javante Williams. Okay. Um, second down Stuck. through fourth down, I'm I'm getting the ball mm. in Russell Wilson's hands. Play action, or is it obvious that it's going to be a pass? I like a little play action. Um, maybe like a play action out of the shotgun. Okay. Because uh, I don't want everything to get all, you know, bunched up too quickly. I, I love on one of those, maybe not, probably not fourth down, but any of the other two, uh, you do, you, you roll out to the right, and then he just has the option if he's going to get sacked. He just throws it away. It's easy. He can scramble for it if he wants. Uh, and then he's got two or three targets there. Fourth down is the one that I am I feel most strongly about passing the ball because you give yourself a bunch of options. Yeah. First, you know, hopefully your first read just comes open and Russell Wilson delivers a strike. If not, he bails out of the pocket. Now maybe he can run it in. Yeah. If he can't run it in, he can keep scrambling around. At yep. the, in, it, at, in the very worst case scenario, he just tosses one up, hoping right. that Cortland Sutton goes and gets right. it. Right. Yep. Whereas if you, you run it and that lane is clogged, it's over. It's pretty much done. Yeah. Yep. Unless your like, running back has the wherewithal to like pitch it back. Right. But you oh, almost never that see would that. Be, pitch it back to Russ, and then Russ is athletic enough that he can take it to the outside. What about – I think – can you hand the ball? Yeah, as long as you throw it backwards. What if you I like hand what you're thinking. This is not on fourth down. <laughs> what if you hand it off like kind of like a bootleg scenario? Okay. Um, mm. And so he hand, he run, go, he runs like stretch. Yep. And then as he hands it off, he peels back around and you throw it back. No one's following him. It's going to be just like the Cowboys-Broncos game where right. no one followed Peyton Manning. Love, I love having an athletic quarterback that you can actually play and stuff Man, like that. Man, that's a good one. Yeah. At worst case – 
you do that at the end of a game situation because I'm just picturing like a nightmare scenario where a safety reads it and then runs around and just picks off a running back throwing the ball to a quarterback in a backward lateral and then takes it right. 99 yards for a touchdown. Or you can just do a pitch and then they can they can throw a forward pass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully Nathaniel's thinking this creative. I think he will. One thing that I think we will see return uh, is maybe my favorite play, which is just the tight end throwback, like where you do the big play action fake going right, mm-hmm. and like they're blocking down, and then right. as soon as you know the they disengage, they just start running the whole way, and the whole defense yeah. is gone to stop the run, yeah. and then you've got Eric Tomlinson yeah. leaking out the yeah. back end. I was gonna say, why not? Uh, I mean, Eric Tomlinson kind of is that pseudo sixth offensive lineman, but why not do it with Garrett Bowles or uh, Calvin Anderson? Calvin Anderson, maybe, but just do it to a tight end so you don't have to worry about someone like If Garrett drops that ball. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my gosh. I think you're right. And that gets us back to sexy pizza. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was a super chat, right? So let's uh, jump into the comments, though. Uh, First one from CDuts1285 said, RK for Vibes Analytics 2022. That's it. That's the comment. I mean, I... Everyone's talking about this. It's one of the it's, it's one of yeah. the, the issues that is sweeping Broncos country right now. It's a pretty crummy day outside, but I'd say the vibes are pretty good right now. You're, you're bringing the good vibes analytics today. Yeah, I mean, imagine when like Nathaniel Hackett calls me for a meeting, and I'm just like, "Hey, look, vibes are a little down in, in the locker right now. We need to do something about it." And he's like, "Oh, I got the best thing." And then he goes and like, you know, does like a little dance, and then and everyone, oh, okay. everyone, everyone I, laughs, and we're back. We're I, back. I thought you were going to be uh, saying it's golf day. I thought oh. you were going to say the Broncos are going to have a lot of golf days. That's a good idea. One golf day per week. There we go. I like it. I like it. You never know what day it's going to be, but you always know one day you're going to come out for practice, and Coach Hack's just going to go, golf day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Do we think he does the, uh, the traditional thing that every coach has done to end OTAs, where he brings the, the, the games day? out? Yeah, the field day. Because obviously Three that's point really up for grabs now that mm, Drew's out. It's really true. Because that's really in his wheelhouse. But does he want to? I mean, he is the one to just do what Vic and Vance did. He's way more fun than that. I think he'll do something like way more grandiose. Mm. Like he'll be like, "Oh, we're having a future concert." Sorry, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> right. That would be incredible. <laughs> um, but maybe something. Yeah, something along those lines of like. Mm. Just something way more in the exciting. field house, like, not just like yeah, like oh, we're doing like it's a field day, right? Like, it's a little <laughs> right. bit elementary. It is, yeah, it, it really is. Bronco Squirt says, "Hey gang, just wanted to share my where were you moment over the Russ trade. I'm a high school teacher, and during my prep period, I saw the news that Russ was staying in or that Rogers was staying in Green Bay, so I was pretty bummed. Then during one of my classes with seniors, I checked my phone and saw the trade news. I literally jumped up and down in front of the class and yelled, and a student commented." That's the happiest I've ever seen you. Best part is that I teach in Washington State, so there were a bunch of sad boys saying Russ is washed. I have a big Broncos flag behind my desk, which is visible through my door, so students I haven't even ever taught yet will bring the topic up to me. It's hilarious. Damn. That's amazing. Just roasting them, calling them sad boys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious that me. is good they're but, about to be a bunch of sad boys oh in reality. my god the reality Stop. is gonna hit them like a ton of bricks. yes it will and and i'm rooting for drew lock like legitimately yep. rooting for drew lock i don't think that like no matter what he does it doesn't affect my view of the trade yeah even if he was to win like mvp next year i'd be like well the broncos were never gonna give him that opportunity anyway mm. so it's not like 
I feel bad for Drew too, or I, I cheer for him, but I feel bad for him because he's, I mean, everyone says this was a bad situation. He's going to go to a team that is going to, I think, severely limit him. And probably try to tank. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Like, what would they be trying to do next year? If they don't get Baker. It yeah. doesn't sound like they have any interest in Baker. They released Bobby changing? Wagner. I don't think so. So, I think they're tanking. And yeah. they think that Drew is the the captain of their tank. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah. For Drew. It kind of sucks. Yep, it does. Um, from Nemo 3, I'm trying to reserve judgment until the season rolls around. And because Peyton... Bought himself some more margin for error, bringing Russ to town. However, open your eyes. <laughs> I'm a bit thrown off by this proposition of putting Browning on the edge um, after he showed flashes off ball. I'm skeptical every single. Uh, I'm skeptical on every single coaching hire made thus far. Don't know them. We didn't try to get in on Lyle. No Vaughn. Understandable. And these no-name supplementary free agent signings that we're advertising as slept-on game changers. I don't know, fellas. As a follow-up, is it safe to assume the front office is no longer interested in Bryce and Bobby? I really like those two guys and think we should not play ourselves. Let's get these guys signed. I think you have to – you got to be in Peyton we trust right now. You have to be. He's done nothing, in my opinion, to give me any reason to question him to this point. Um, so I'm going to choose to, to side with him. Like Until Randy Gregory doesn't show to be a baller, I'm going to say, like, man, maybe George Peyton really saw something that, that others didn't. Um, because that's just the way he's been so far. Yeah. Like he brought in Steven Weatherly and he produced. That's very true. Um, so like, it just feels like he gets it. He like knows better than other people. Um, so with that being said, no, there, there's clearly, um, a little bit of a difference in how the Broncos view some of these guys and how the fans view some of these guys. Yeah. And we, they're going to have to show it. But right now what you're saying is Peyton has earned that trust already. And in terms of Bobby and Bryce, Bobby, uh, wait, oh, Bobby Wagner, Wagner. um, until he's, until he's signed, I mean, his price is just going to keep coming down. He was asking for one year, 11 million. Would you pay that? Not at this stage. No one, no one's paying yeah. it to him right now. So we'll see how far his, his price comes down. So I think it's still an option. I think Bryce is still an option, but Bryce is not a pressing option anymore. And Ryan, how about we, uh, how about we grade the free agent signings tomorrow? Really Sounds dive deep me. into Sounds it. Sounds good to me. Well, so you'll love that. Next one from Dan Burke says, "Hey guys, nice to see Draymond go viral with his Will Smith tweet." Yeah, that was actually hilarious. I, I didn't get, I didn't get it, so I just must not know their relationship dynamics. What did he say? Oh, like Will Smith's a better man than I. I'd never stand up for someone else's girl like yeah, that. Yeah, because apparently they have an open marriage. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, it has five hundred and sixty thousand likes. Damn, yeah. you would. He went crazy on that. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> uh, now, so also, he, like, I, I forgot. I was going to quote tweet that with, like, a he woke up and chose violence sort of meme. Because, like, that came out of nowhere. It like, did. He's yeah. never been, like, a savage tweeter. No, no, and he's not really a big tweeter, is he? No. Like, just a couple tweets here and there. Just came in, yeah. dropped a bomb, and left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He goes on and says, so Peyton mentioned that he'd like to trade back into the first. How feasible do y'all think this is? And what's the ballpark for the cost required? And are there any players that you'd think would be worth trading up for? I know they've shown early interest in a tackle from Central Michigan. So how would you guys feel if that was the guy they were trading up for? Is that the, the mountain? I don't think so. No. Is he from Minnesota? Yes. Okay. Same colors. Yes. Um... I don't know. Um, 
I, I'm not familiar with the guy. We will have some more um, draft coverage with the draft guys coming up soon yep. as we get closer. It's been kind of weird. Normally been. at this time of the year, yep. we would just be pounding draft coverage. Yep. Um, and talking about these bad quarterbacks. Like when I, oh, maybe maybe this makes me like a, a lesser um, podcast host, but when I open <laughs> up my YouTube browser, I just can't bring myself to type in tackle from central Michigan when I could type in <laughs> right. Russell Wilson highlights. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, also, I think it would take, so you have essentially three third round picks because your second round pick is 64. I think it'd take all three of those to trade up into the first. And I don't, I still don't think someone would do it. Oh, you don't think a team would t- would take that. Mm. You got to drop down 32 spots yeah. before you get to make your first pick. Even yeah. if it's the last pick of the first round. Yeah. Um, for essentially two thirds, because the one is like a swap. Right. Um, I don't think the value's there. I think you have to get a second in that world, Mm. a real second. Right. Right. I. That's why I just think the price is going to be too steep for the Broncos to do that. And I don't see the Broncos starting to trade next year's capital. In fact. Yeah. Keep an eye out. There's no way George Payton is going to not acquire more picks for next year. I think they have five total picks next year, and the first one is in the third round. Yep. Um, so it's way worse than this year. You'll. I actually think it's more likely you see them maybe trade down from 64 or from one of those other third round spots. I I could see that, especially one of the third round to get capital yep. for next year. Yep. Exactly. George I, is gonna hate next year. I know, exactly. He's probably gonna find a way to get yeah. a second round pick at some point. I don't know who's getting traded. Well, I guess <laughs> at one at one some point we're going to talk about. Yes, that. we are. We are. <laughs> we did mention him today too. We did. I know that. <laughs> Next one is from ooh, a long one from the Whiskey Cat. Hey y'all, per RK's request, I wanted to offer some insight into the fire and steel beams mm. issue with the stadium fire. As I'm a structural engineer, we got ourselves way, an insider. I have a DM on this too, so I might have ooh. to. Uh, we'll compare and contrast what they say, unless they just said the same thing. Then I'll give a shout out. So first off, Ellis and his comments hit on the major issues. Steel risers are a majorly important structural feature that carry the uh, carry the loads of the stadium to the foundations. So when those buckle, they need to be replaced. Again, as Ellis said, this is difficult because of supply chain issues. Do the Broncos really have to deal with supply chain issues? And the variety of dimensions of these beams as for stadium's uh, contoured design. Anytime you're replacing a stadium structural element, you have to access how much load that it was responsible for, assess how much load that was responsible for, and how it impacts the remaining undamaged elements that may be taking on more load that was planned for the damage. TLDR steel risers are uh, important and difficult to redesign in a stadium-shaped building. Plus, they take a while to fabricate and obtain because of the supply chain. Uh, hope this helps. P.S. The 9-11 conspiracy RK was referring to is Jeff is... Jet fuel can't melt steel beams, which, spoiler, it absolutely can. Keep up the great work. I don't know if that's the conspiracy or not. Is he a conspiracy theorist? Or I, is he a, I don't know. Is, Maybe this whole thing is a conspiracy. Was the fire fake? Okay, so this is a little bit different from what I heard from Jacob. So we might as well okay. just get all yeah, of the, yeah, all yeah. in it. From Jacob uh, here, he says, So I was listening to the pod and wanted to offer some uh, light based on the fire. Um I'm graduating from Kansas State in May with a civil engineering degree. Mm. First, buckling is very bad. Essentially, steel acts like a rubber band. You can pull on it forever and it won't break or bend, but if you push on it, it will fold or buckle rather than break. If a steel Mm. member has buckled, then it more than likely needs to be completely replaced. And if it's embedded in concrete, then that will also need to be taken out and replaced. The high temps can also cause the steel reinforcement in concrete to expand 
both potentially losing strength and causing cracks in the concrete or destroying the bonds between the steel and the concrete, both of which are not good. Heat can also cause spalling, which just kind of makes the concrete explode. <laughs> there's going to be tons and tons of inspe inspections for everything in the near, uh, near the fire. Then there's going to be a designing phase for the fixes, bidding on the jobs, etc., etc. It's a bigger deal than just cleaning off the black patches. Also, the concrete under the seats has steel reinforcement, which is probably... Uh, which is incredibly conducive so they heat it up enough to catch the seats on fire uh if you read this far congrats he said <laughs> uh, i'm not yet actually qualified so this may be completely wrong <laughs> what i'm taking from that is uh concrete can explode and plastic is very flammable made out of gas and steel can buckle wow wow so uh, now that i've heard from multiple sources on this I actually think this is a really massive job that's going to take a really long time. This is really bad. And you know what? what? Means. Remember my original conspiracy? My first uh, conspiracy, the yes. first thing that I thought of when I heard about the fire. A new owner wanting a new stadium? The new owner mm. wants a new stadium. And did you notice <laughs> who dropped a little tidbit yesterday? Yep. Our old friend Mike Kliss with something along the lines of new stadium could be number one issue for owner. Yeah. Yeah. Now all of a sudden there's a multi-million dollar fix that has to happen to this stadium. Wow, for that cost we could just break ground out by the airport. <laughs> I love how it is going to be pushed this way and it's going to be a million dollars on the owner's dime. That's probably like even more than that. Or uh, let's just do a couple billion. Couple billion of taxpayers taxpayer. money. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> by the way, um I don't know how to tell you guys this the, the new owner is going to be able to do literally whatever they want. And that's the goal. Like, no one... You can scream and yell all you want that it's robbery of taxpayer money, and it is. Yep. I hate it. And everyone is still going to... It's still going to pass. Yeah, because the Denver Broncos aren't going to move. No. No. They're going to move out to the airport. And as a football-watching sheep that I am... <laughs> I will do whatever it takes to make sure the Broncos don't yeah. move, and I really just don't care. And that's what a new owner knows, too. Yep. They know exactly. going to happen. And honestly, they probably know that I would be willing to drive to Grand Junction to watch the Broncos if I had to. Don't do that, though, please. Don't take them out of downtown. Like, if right. you just built it on the same grounds, I would, wouldn't even care. But that, there's no chance of that, right? It doesn't seem like it because you want to go up and like grab a big plot of real estate yep. and you know that by building the stadium there, everything else will come towards you. Yep. And honestly, it's part of the natural expansion of Denver, I think, to continue growing that way. Right. Um, so there's the, you know, the Gaylord out there, yep. put the stadium right by there. It's yep. all accessible by the light rail. It all kind of makes sense. I hate it. Yeah. But I, again, am a sheep that will just do whatever I'm, whatever I have to do to watch football. And kind of along similar lines here, a question coming in from Bronco Tiz says, did anyone see the Cronkies speaking with Ellis yesterday? Maybe they want to sell the Rams and buy the Broncos so all their teams are in one city. Is this realistic? Also, with the fire at Mile High, it sounds like a new owner could, be, could use the excuse to build a new stadium from some reports. If not downtown, where do you see the stadium going? And last DNVR road trip to Seattle for Russ's homecoming? I'd bet the 12 becomes non-existent in 2020. 22 yeah we got to figure out i really do want to plan a dnvr road trip now if we're going to london we're going to london right um but it, it, I, that's happening oh i love that take i love that take yeah. don't get everyone overly excited though. um if we're going to london that's the road trip we're dnvr yes. takes over london we're all gonna do it it's gonna be awesome um 
But if not, then we get got to pick another one. I think Seattle would be cool. I've never been to yeah. that part of the country. I haven't either. I've it'd heard be, great things. It'd be really cool. I guess we have to wait until we know the schedule. Right, right, to make right. Sure we're, we're not going, going to, going to Buffalo in, in December. Early, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. It's um, got to be a, a first month of the. Yeah, I think like so. Nashville is on the schedule. Oh, yes. Nashville in September. Yes, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Get to see Derrick Henry. Uh, in terms of the Cronkies, no, there's no chance they're Get going to see to Nashville s- Bronco. Yeah, exactly. There's no chance they're going to sell the. He's going to sell the Rams. What he had, that's the best investment he has right now. Um, they just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and in terms of the stadium and everything they've got going, so no, it's just rich people talking to. Well, Joe Ellis is rich, but is very much that. less wealthy than him. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, from Alex, how many Pro Bowlers do you think the Broncos will have this year? More than last year. Yeah, I, I like that take. I like that take. One, um, two, three, four, five. I'm setting the over under at four and a half. I'll take the under slightly. Okay. I think Russ, two receivers, okay, and Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan. Okay, I'll take one receiver. All right, that's why you go under. Yep, exactly. Good stuff. Yep. Uh, bleeding orange and blue says, "Hey guys, can you explain the confusion with the number of draft picks we have this year? Peyton keeps saying we have nine, but everywhere you look online says eight. Appreciate all you guys do. Yeah, this is this is weird, and." everything would indicate that George Payton is wrong. And I have not wanted to call him out on it because he's George Payton. Draft picks are his baby. In fact, I think it was the day before George Payton said on Sunday that he has nine picks to work with. I think the Broncos put out a graphic showing they had eight. So I think George is a little off. I think the Broncos have eight. Here's what I think happened. Um, they're in the negotiations with the Russell trade. He finally tells everyone. Um, and Kelly Klein is sitting there and he's like, man, I just don't know if I want to give up this many picks. And she's like, George, you're still going to have nine picks in the draft. And he's like, really? She's like, yeah, definitely. We're going to have nine picks. And he's like, all right, all right, let's make the deal. Let's make the deal. And then it went through and like Kelly's no like winking it. at everyone yeah, else yeah, in the room. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, we got it. We got yeah. it. And he just, no one's told him yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's going to get to uh, the end of the draft and be like, great. Can't wait to meet all nine guys. It's only eight. No, he still just doesn't. He still does. He's like, we love all nine. nine. (laughs) He never knows. He never finds out. Maybe at some point his big reveal is going to be when everyone's like, you keep seeing nine, but you only have eight. He's like, yeah, our first round pick was Russ. They, oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be smooth. It would. But I don't know how you. This isn't really something to question George Payton in on, an, on a press conference. Maybe he knows something that we don't. Mm, he's got a trade lined up. Or, like, he, he they have a compensatory pick that, like... That's a, those have been announced. I know, but, like, it's like a different kind of compensatory pick. A secret pick. George Payton <laughs> compensatory pick. Maybe he was awarded a free draft pick for winning draft class of the year last year. Now, that would be something, mm-hmm. but no one knows. But no one knows. Um, maybe he's going to draft in... What's that draft they have in, like, May? Oh, the uh, supplemental draft. Yes, maybe he knows he's going to make a pick in that draft. But that would cost them a pick in the regular draft. Next year's draft. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just punting on next year's <laughs> yes. draft. He's like, I'm actually going to take the offseason <laughs> yeah. off next year. Man, that'd Straight be away all those picks. Yeah. All right, well, good theories, good theories. Yeah, yeah that was good. Uh, is that it? I think that's it. That is it. Super chat. Oh, super chat to finish us off. From Chase... 
Uh, they call them 12s because that's how old oh, they are. Oh my goodness, that is fantastic. We got to send that uh got to send that to our guy up in Washington. Yeah, I love that um Broncos Seahawks rivalry kind mm-hmm. of coming back mm-hmm. a little bit. Seahawks fans super bitter, yeah. like sour grapes off the charts yeah. with them. Colts fans weren't like that with Peyton, right? I don't remember. I I think that it was more there was no like who could win this, you know? It's like a trade, there's a winner and a loser. Maybe uh, it's because the Colts were excited about who Andrew they were Law. getting as well. And the Seahawks, deep down, this is them showing that they're not excited where their team's at. I, I think there were a lot more Peyton fans that were like... Right, they're like Peyton coming with... Right. And like, that is not the case with the Seahawks. That's true. That is one thing I truly cannot relate to. Like, there's no player that would make me change my fandom. Right, right. Like, I, I've already come out and said Nikola Jokic is my favorite... Colorado athlete of all time. Wow. Um, if he left, I would just be like, oh man, really bummed. I loved you. And then just like go back and now I'm like a, right. Like I'm a huge Bismack Biombo guy. Right, now. right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I completely agree uh, with, with you on that. Like there were so many people who just came over. You know, they're Broncos re- fans now. You know, a reason we may not be able to relate to that, at least from a Broncos perspective. The Broncos haven't really had that, especially from the quarterback position. They haven't lost a great quarterback that's gone to a different team that's then uh, been very big and very popular for a long time. The closest you have is Tebow or or Jay Cutler, but in terms of names, Tebow was the biggest the name. Uh, Jay Cutler, and he just wasn't that big. Yeah. He went to one NFC championship game. He got hurt in it. Yep. Um, I was pretty. I was pretty bitter about Jay Cutler. But were you thinking of changing a fandom? No, no, right. no, no. But I was where Seahawks fans are at now. Yeah, yeah. Where I was like, he sucks anyway. Oh, man. Uh, no, I was bummed. I was too. But yeah. I just pretended. <laughs> like, I had a friend who, who actually, he actually pulled um, a, a, a switcheroo. He, he abandoned the Broncos Ooh. because of the Jay Cutler trade and became a Bears fan. Still a Bears fan? I have no idea. Is he enjoying CHGO? (laughs) Him and I don't talk anymore. (laughs) It sounds like that's the guy you need to stay away from. Um, But I I remember like just going at it with him, telling him how overrated Jay Cutler was, and then I did just I just rooted against Jay Cutler for the rest of his career. And then you won big time. (laughs) What have they had since? Nothing. I and I feel bad for for you. I'm definitely rooting for Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. And now we don't have to do the like, oh, George Payton effed up. Yep. Never have to, because we always said that Pat Sertan was a great a player, but a bad pick unless and until the Broncos got the quarterback situation. They bron- the Broncos got the quarterback situation, so now we can say Pat Sertan was a great pick. The Broncos arguably got the second, probably the second best defensive player in the draft right. at 10. Yep, exactly. Nine. 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 And then the best defensive player went at 11? Yeah, and... Who knows if that is, you know, sustainable over the course yeah. of their careers. We'll see who ends up having a better career. Broncos maybe one day can say they got the best defensive player in the draft at nine. Yep. It was a great pick. At the time, it was concerning. Yep. But that's, that's what I mean. George Payton seemingly yep. always has a plan. Yep, that's what it seems like. And that's it. Well, what have you been asking for for so long? Have a plan. Yes. And the Broncos haven't until george they've got a plan and we've got a plan to end the show oh okay uh, so that's what we're gonna do uh but we appreciate everyone who tuned in hit us with a thumbs up 
688. That's what we're at on iTunes. We okay. need 12 more iTunes reviews to Can hit the 700. the 12s come in for us? No, not the 12s. Oh. Uh, Broncos country is going to come in <laughs> for us and hit us with those 12 more. We're also, I always worry that like someone is just going to be a hater and ruin this. Yeah. But we're on like a 30 straight five-star review streak Let's right now. Let's go. So 12 more five-star reviews uh, as we get to 700. We really appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. I know some landmarks we used to hit. We're flying cotton, we'll stick to you.